Social scientist based at the University of KwaZulu-Natal, Professor Paolo Zulu, made his presentation at the Morani Commission. Uh, he said in KwaZulu-Natal, and in fact, South Africa as a whole, there is a culture of eliminating a competitor rather than outperforming them. And one of the recommendations is that councillors be appointed based on their qualifications. Uh, he joins us on the line from UKZN for more on this. Uh, Professor, thank you very much for making yourself avail- available to speak to us. I mean, I suppose, uh, let's talk about that. It, it would be sad to eliminate anyone based on something as perhaps which could be perceived as simple as a uh, academic qualification where some people of course as i'm sure you're well aware and you, you you know from experience they do have that life experience and they're well qualified but as you testified yesterday there just seems to be this 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 incredible battle going on for these positions of power and influence i mean do you look at uh, having some sort of uh, academic qualification requirement as a way of just, you know, making it easier and getting better people? No, what I was saying yesterday was not necessarily an academic qualification, was that it is relatively very easy to become a counsellor or to become a political representative for that matter. And because of this relative ease, it sort of opens the terrain for everybody to think that they can. And because of this culture of eliminating competition rather than outperforming competition, in the event that there were certain qualifications that people had to fulfill before being eligible, that would reduce accessibility. In other words, not everybody would think that they can. That was the gist of my mm. presentation. That's an interesting one. I mean, in a, in a way, and I, in my mind, I'm sort of projecting here and going, well, if someone is identified as you know a strong person, but they do go through some sort of uh, training and certification or qualification process, Essentially, on those uh, local government issues and perhaps local management issues, is this something that you're kind of uh, thinking would be the way forward instead of obviously taking someone who's you know, qualified to go to university and manage to get a university degree, which clearly is uh, beyond the reach of many, many people? I'm not sure whether people need to go and get training specifically because they've been identified. But everybody would know that to become a political representative needed just much more than merely becoming an activist and shouting slogans. Professor, the the sound of your telephone just moved. I wonder if you're speaking to us on a speakerphone and uh, if you could just get a little bit uh, closer to it because it'll help us uh, hear you better. Professor, the culture of violence. I mean, Morani Commission is looking specifically in KwaZulu-Natal, of course, but you've mentioned the fact that this perhaps is a South African thing. Where does this culture of, you know, just eliminating your competitor come from? Yeah, this is what I'm trying to say. We need research to find out. You know, in South Africa, it's always politically incorrect to point at the weaknesses from within. uh, Generally, the 
cause of any problem is perceived to be external. Mm. Uh, looking into the culture, and by culture I'm not looking to such things as ethnicity and dresses and all the other things. I'm looking at it from a purely social scientist point of sure, view. Sure, absolutely. Where a specific normativity uh, is created, where certain norms are followed, we seem to have this norm of thinking that competition has to be eliminated. Uh, I made an example, for instance, of uh, soccer players. The stories you generally hear when they go on camping, uh, going to get moot or whatever. And that moot is never a, a performance-enhancing moot. It's generally making the opponent opposition to perform worse. It doesn't enhance your own uh, performance. I gave an example. Unilever will promote its lags by going for probably the most beautiful woman as a testimony in the advertisements. And they will not go and eliminate Colgate Palmolive because they are literally also in the same product range. And we seem not to be doing that. The taxi violence, the Uber metered taxes already, territoriality, it's my territory. We don't have an open mind that it is a theater where everyone can play and let's compete and see who, who plays better. No, it's my territory. It has to be me and eliminate all the others. It would be easy to say to you that uh, we wouldn't have this uh, culture if uh, police were able to act and anyone who was involved in these um, was taken to task, was put in prison, uh, was convicted. But clearly that's also something you've identified uh, as being behind this. Is that ineffectiveness? There is an interconnectedness. Uh, There there are two things here. It's competition for scarce resources which are perceived to be accessible because of the absence of qualifications. That's one side of the coin. The other side of the coin is the rewards that come besides the monetary rewards that one gets the salary. Uh, Capacity or access to decision-making where this corruption is rampant and people will become counselors, they then are part of the supply chain management or get their way into the supply chain management system. They get kickbacks on tenders. The two literally exacerbated the situation. Today we heard uh, the Abahlali Basim Jondola, President Sibusiso Zikode, giving testimony about a councillor in particular who ended up being convicted of uh, being involved in killing, saying it was openly known that uh, he carried a gun and he would kill people who got in his way. The, you know, you know, b- between us, we, we, I kind of say it, it's impossible for somebody to be doing that, but clearly this kind of thing was taking place Overtly, it, it wasn't, uh, didn't really seem to be a covert thing, which would suggest that uh, political will, um, you know, from the bottom down or even fr- from the bottom up and from the top down wasn't willing to deal with this. I mean, how much uh, culpability is on uh, the hands of uh, leaders uh, throughout the chain in, in not ending oh, this? You literally have hit the nail on the head. That was the, 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 the threat of my argument, that for... Up on the chain, one cannot exist unless one also has a presence lower down the chain.
even for people at the national level to be there, there has to be a branch involvement in their being there. And my question is, how much, given all the rampant corruption that we have, even at the top, how much of that permeates down to the bottom, the factionalism, would the councillor or would, would be the killer competitor for the council position also be con- connected to the factions that go right down to the top? That's my question. Mm. You spoke- and my analysis says most probably. Yeah. You spoke about the specific uh, normativity and uh, especially we, we tend to zone in on KwaZulu-Natal because it's been such a problem and that's why the Morani Commission is there. And of course, back in the 90s, uh, there were huge issues uh, with violence in the province. But uh, when we talk about that normativity, does that uh, violence predate that sort of violence uh, within the IFP and uh, before the 90s? I mean, can we, can we trace that thread um, back further? The violence of the 1990s was part, to an extent, of the normativity. That's why it manifested in violence. But, of course, it was further sponsored by the state, the central state. That's now an open secret. But I sort of gave a reference. My first occupation was that of a medical diagnostic radiographer. And our, I worked at Kinget at the 8th Hospital, where every Friday we had these murders. I mean, we excited people who had been hanged, etc. It was before the guns in the 1960s. Our colleagues in Paraguanat were surprised because they did not have that. When people got marked, they were not marked and then beaten up or hacked with pangas. They were just marked, and people went away with them. But in Guazulu Natal, this was so common. Now, I, I was saying, do we really have a, a culture of violence in this province that predates all the other things? I do not know traced to where, but this is just an empirical example of what used to happen in those days. So the political violence of the 1980s through to the 1990s manifested in violence because probably there was already existing a violent culture. Of course, one cannot also forget the violent culture of apartheid, but apartheid was in all the provinces. It was not only in was Why more pronounced here than elsewhere? We'll leave it there with uh, Professor Paulus. Uh